All right. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the second edition of the Wednesday Briefing. Today is the 21st, um, yeah, well, the 21st, if you're listening to, to it today. And um, how are you doing, Jeremias? I'm good. I'm uh, still up by the river working. It's been a um, slow, but also a very uh, a day filled with bunch of new stuff. I've never seen a bucket from an excavator being flown out and in with a helicopter. It was quite cool. Cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're like you're like straight up living up there, and you're basically living on a, an episode of a Discovery Channel episode by the sounds of it. Yeah, but a lot less dramatic. It's 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 very beautiful here. The trees are are starting to lose their leaves, and the trees that still have leaves on them are all yellow or burning red or orange. A beautiful time of year. It really is. I mean, we're getting a bit of it up down here as well, but I'd say it's, I mean, you guys get, get the seasons switch uh, so much quicker than pretty much most of the rest of the world. Yeah. Up there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but thanks to everybody who listened last week. The reception actually has been incredible. I wasn't really expecting such a huge sort of um feedback loop on this one because i mean i mean we've been bringing out interviews and episodes the whole time but it seems as though people really seem to enjoy conversations just between you and i Hermes. and actually i think people feel maybe more easier it feels like maybe there people can feel it seems more accessible to sort of give their feedback or their thoughts on the types of things that we've been speaking about and of course we, we encourage that you know it's always fun to hear from uh, whoever's listening. Definitely. And it makes, because I mean, maybe for people who are listening, they don't really think about that, that sort of element of it. If they're listening to a podcast that comes out at least fairly regularly, that they don't really think that feedback or sort of even just a, a quick message or anything is that important. But it really is actually, it makes us feel like there are actually people listening to the episodes because it can be hard to judge. There's numbers, obviously, when you see on Spotify or SoundCloud, I can see how many people have listened to an episode. Um, but sometimes I feel like that doesn't really reflect what I feel like the engagement is with people. Um, and maybe that's partly our fault as well, of course. Um, so I do encourage anybody who wants to kind of shout out or like sort of have any thoughts on anything that we talk about, whether it's on these episodes or on the interview episodes, feel free to shoot, man. We'll we'll always uh we'll always kind of or previous episodes. Or previous episodes, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I actually have two here that I would like to read out from last week's episode regarding our. If anybody can remember, our last episode was about um your own responsibility in nature and people getting fined basically for requiring um like rescue services to come out and kind of pick them up and stuff like that. Um, and the first one is from Paul Clifford, who is one of our Patreon members. So thank you, Paul. Um, thanks for all your support. Um, he said, good job on the new format. Great to hear. Great uh, to be hearing more content more regularly. Um, it was an interesting conversation. We're in a funny position here in County Waterford in Ireland. Um we have the Southeast Mountain Rescue and the Carrick on Shore River Rescue, who are voluntary and have to do a lot of fundraising to keep going. They work closely with the Rescue 177 Rescue Helicopter, who not only do mountain rescue, sea and river rescue, but are also really 
but also the really awful jobs like searching for bodies in rivers and sea and things like that. Last year, funding was nearly lost from the government for Rescue 117, which would have been a tragedy for the area. I can see the point in fining for stupidity when it's so hard to fund these organizations, but also see it's really shitty that society in its position that our taxes don't spend, uh, don't spread far enough to cover um, all of our needs. As you both said, maybe the best thing to do is not to be the problem. Really thought provoking. Keep up the good work. Um, thanks, Paul. I think, yeah, it's uh, definitely sort of a two, a double edged sword, isn't it? Yeah, he, yeah. I, I, I feel like he really hit the nail on his head, if that is the correct expression, mm-hmm. with, with saying that mm-hmm. it's a shame that the taxes don't spread out far enough to be able to fund these things that. Mm-hmm. Essentially, is a, a is is healthcare, but in a in a different perspective. It's still healthcare, but mm-hmm. it's still mm-hmm. emergency services might not need might not be needed as often as an ambulance or police or firefighters. But there's still people living in in rural areas and people that are uh, moving in and around rural areas that do need help. And these uh, these rescue services could be of, of uh, of uh, great service to many people as long as there's enough funding for them. So it's a shame that they, it has to be on a complete volunteer basis. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you don't have volunteer uh, police officers or volunteer ambulance drivers, you know, it's like... No, we, we had, yeah. I, 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 work, I worked for a, a firehouse or a very small yeah, village... Yeah, you were saying. V- small village firehouse for some time and... Um, That's pretty cool. It was on a volunteer basis. Mm-hmm. completely uh, but it was sort of a buffer in uh, until the regular firefighters or ambulance could get out to wherever we were uh, and that was completely fun- funded by the municipality i believe i'm not 100 percent sure if it's a municipality or the region but i think it's the municipality that sees the value in having a volunteer firehouse uh, they, they, they had all the equipment and everything we only got paid when we went out on call. Not much, but compensation. Uh, so there's a system be, that works. Know, that's fair that, enough. But at the yeah. same time, we don't have any responsibility other our own uh, okay. ethics and morals. So if there was a call, it would go out to anyone, and whoever could show up, showed up. Gotcha. gotcha. It was not that we were right. contracted to have to go to calls, or mm. we were contracted to be on call certain days it was just if you can show up great excellent yeah that's interesting that's interesting um we have another uh message here from john holmes who had contacted us through instagram and he says uh well worth the wait pal uh, really enjoyed today's podcast raised some really interesting points firm believer that the only reason i haven't become unstuck in a serious way needing to call emergency services while out and about is not being afraid to lose face in front of the family and abort Better getting mocked for making a wrong turn or uh, or a ropey shortcut than doubling down and leading a group further into the shit. Uh, admit you, uh, you made a mistake. It's steeper, swampier, thicker bush than originally anticipated. Swallow your pride and live to fight another day. Cheers, dude. Big love. Same to you, man. And absolutely, <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I've definitely. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely fallen uh, victim to uh, to that one myself. Um. But yeah, thanks um, for all your responses, guys. And honestly, keep them coming. We will definitely kind of read as many as we can within 
kind of short space that we've given ourselves we've limited ourselves to 30 minutes on these episodes so we'll get through as many as we can maybe we can pick the best of the best um if more people kind of do um kind of tune in but really quickly before we get into today's topic um I did want to, and I don't do this often, so forgive me, but I do really want to say uh, thanks to everybody who supports us on Patreon. Um, you guys make such a huge difference, as I always say, and I will urge anybody that's listening, if you if you can spare maybe five euro a month, I think that's pretty much like I've flattened out all the subscription models now, so it's literally five euro a month um, to support us on Patreon, and what you get from that is a whole heap of shit that we're about to bring out. Um, we're going to do some bonus episodes and they're going to be like an educational series. There's going to be ones about knives and axes and saws, you know, how to buy for these uh, kind of different tools. And there's also PDFs that come with those that are downloadable and they'll be full of illustrations and charts and guides that I've done myself. Um, we'll also be doing a re- weekly recommendations, So they'll be like films, products, YouTube channels, anything that we're kind of turned on to at the time. Both Jeremias and us and ourselves that we'll be putting out a weekly uh, article to recommend you towards those things of course any shout outs and you know merch whether it's patches and things that we'll be producing you get those as well so there's loads of things uh coming down the line and we really appreciate any help that you guys can give us um on that it kind of helps keep these things running but um let's get on to today's topic Jeremias. yes let's do it shall i kick it off or would you like to no you kick it off you uh you were the one that brought this up and wanted to talk about <laughs> it. I think it's a great. I think it's a great topic. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it's please kick it's it off. right in the it's right in the uh, right in the middle of uh, on the hot off the tip of, off the press, as they say, uh, this week or last week rather. Rather, but uh, week, bi- yeah. yeah, billionaire uh, Yvonne Schonard, who is the owner and founder of Patagonia, was he's given owner. away. Or was the owner? Yeah, he's uh he's basically said that any profits not reinvested in running the business will go to fighting climate change next year. And he's literally, I believe, he's like given away his company to a charitable trust. Um, the brand's website now states that Earth is now our only shareholder, and uh, Mr. Schonard has said he never wanted to be a businessman. Now saying that. The guy is worth $1.2 billion. That's his net worth. And the company itself is worth $1.5 billion. Billion dollars, rather. Um, So my question is, well, actually before that, um, they say that they're going to dedicate $100 million a year, uh, depending on the health of the company, to um, climate causes uh, every single year as the company kind of continues on. how do you feel about this first off the bat, Jeremias, before I kind of continue on? First time I read it, I thought that it's great. Like it's a it's a it's a great statement uh for what it's worth. And Patagonia mm. is a company that um I don't really have too much clothing from them. I have a few pieces. They've lasted for a very, mm-hmm. very long time. Um and still mm-hmm. hold up very well. So they there's definitely good quality stuff. And I've always enjoyed the sort of attitude that they seem to have as a company, or at least present themselves to have as a company. I'm I'm not too invested in 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 them as a company and and uh, the business model and all of these things. It's more the the writing and the style and all of those things that you can v- visually easily see that 
I've really enjoyed. And all the do- documentaries that they've made, movies, clips, photos, articles, I've always thought that it's it's top notch. So it's a nice it's a nice thing of this. It seems like this was sort of um, what's the expression? Icing on the cake is that a, a, a expression? Uh, yeah, I, I guess you could say that. Yeah, it's the, like the, the sort the of um, the last the last sort of, the last um, thing you put on to make this. What is Sweden? The, the deal, deal was for in my in my in my in my <laughs> opinion was for him to do this. It's like all right. However, this is 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 carried on forward. It's not necessarily the point. The point is that he seemed to believe in his idea in such a way that this was the final step. And I, I think that's quite cool. It is cool. It is cool. I mean, the thing is, with he's a very complicated character, and I kind of um also on two minds about it. I've read his book, Let My People Go Surfing, and um, which is sort of his manifesto, and it was originally. I suppose the brand manual that was given to any kind of employees that started in Patagonia and it starts with, you know, where he comes from. I mean, they started, I mean, there's a full episode in Patagonia in and of itself. So I don't want to get it too much into it, but essentially they started as a climbing company and he was creating pieces of climbing gear because basically they couldn't find the quality that they were looking for. And long story short, they ended up being a billion dollar company and he's always at least proclaimed to be a reluctant businessman. And the problem for me is that uh, there's a certain sort of um, preachiness and sort of a kind of reminds me a lot of if you've ever, if you, if you know anybody who works for Ikea, they all love Ingvar Kamprad, who was the founder of Ikea and his sort of mantra around, you know, being kind of sustainable and all this kind of thing. It's nice. It's fine. But there is a bit of an air of sort of a preachiness about it that, I don't know where I sit with it. Um, on the other hand, you're totally right. Patagonia have produced an, an insane amount of movies, uh, films, which all are kind of watchable on YouTube around kind of sustainability issues, tackling specific problems like a certain dam that is being built on a specific river, etc. And they also have a huge campaign around sort of worn wear which is like they're basically their pre-owned second-hand kind of stuff now that stuff i kind of find a bit odd as well because people are basically donating their old clothing their old patagonia clothing which then patagonia are repairing and then basically reselling so like they're basically selling a product twice um uh, so yeah it's a complicated one for me because i see a lot of i mean it it's it is it is complicated um in a lot of the ways that you just said, because it is, and I guess it depends a little bit on on how um, how extremely you want to put it. I the 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 person Paul that wrote that you you read the first comment on. I think his comment is applicable to this as well. Like it is a volunteer basis, and if the taxes aren't going enough to this, we have to find another way. And if if taxes should go to it or not, that's that's uh, not my place to talk about it right here now. Uh, but just in general, there is a lot of nature restoration projects that I'm working in. Uh, luckily, they are funded by the government in the EU here. But there are so many projects that need to be done that need private funding. And Patagonia doing this, no matter how complicated it is that they are a company, 
that is making billions and whatever other sort of the flip side of the coin of that is, it can still lead to a lot of really good things because money and technological advancement in garments and you know all th- this whole spectrum that they've created and in climbing gear and in climbing clothing is still extremely valuable and it's hard to put it's hard to for me to see past that as this being like oh they're not necessarily um true to what they stand for because in 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 the easiest way like if if i if i think very simplistic the easiest way to make a company um seal the deal you know walk the walk or whatever you want to call it is to not exist anymore then they don't have a, a then they don't have a, a a footprint anymore. Exactly, and so here's here's the crux of the of the question, and I have it written down so I don't kind of mess it up or, or forget about it. The billion dollar question, and I suppose no pun intended on that, but does spending a hundred million dollars a year on environmental causes simply offset the company's carbon footprint? And would simply shutting down the company and spending Schonard's net worth of 1.2 billion on the cause instead actually be more beneficial? Now, of course, you're talking about jobs and you're talking about factories and employment, but then you're getting into almost like, I guess, like Trumpian sort of levels of discussion, isn't it? Where it's like, are jobs more important than the planet? And if he's saying the planet is our only shareholder, then shut the company down. Yeah, I mean, I get, you can you can pull this you can pull this as far as you want, and and every when when I when I read these things, I do that every now and then that I, when I pull it, you know, as far as as I can in in my head. But I I always come ta- down to the conclusion that you know anyone that wants to, for example, fund a nature restoration project or or places where nature is still relatively untouched or untouched. Uh, however you want to define that mm-hmm. is have at it have at it like you can you can do something good with it as long as it's done together with uh, the local communities that will be affected by it because there are some there are some you know uh, what's it called uh, environmental organizations and trusts that want to at least here in northern Sweden they've been talking about it they want to create these Wilderness areas where locals wouldn't have access to fishing, hunting, and things like that in the area anymore. And then that's like sort of a uh, that becomes a problem because then you're doing it for for what? If you if you're gonna just take away people from from the equation, humans are just as part of much of nature as a moose is, for example. We interact with it differently, but we need we we need we need to be allowed to be in the space. Um, so it is. It is. You can you can pull. You can, you can go so far with this. Is is my point, and I'm I'm sort of just rambling because my head is just going far with this. But in the end, I think it is good that someone with his net worth and with the size of the company and also has building this, has built this reputation for a long time actually dares to do something. If it will have an effect or not. That that we'll we'll see. Like who who knows what these trusts are gonna do doesn't necessarily matter. I think it is still a sign that there's a possibility to push things and profits into this direction. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree with you. And I suppose it is kind of a strange dichotomy, isn't it? Because 
essentially it's like the companies that are creating these products are getting people outside more or at least facilitating people getting outside more but through that process are actually contributing to or at least as you know as much as or as little as they can be doing contributing to uh the climate crisis and things like that like i was reading statistics today and apparently it takes at least in the fast fashion world let's say levi's and things it can cost 10,000 liters of water to make a pair of jeans 10,000 liters of water to make one pair of jeans and if you put that into perspective if an average family of i think it's five use an average of 70,000 liters of water per year so that means you get seven pairs of jeans out of an entire water's worth of fam- uh, family's worth of water for in one year. That is staggering. If you think about walking into a store and how many pairs of jeans are on the are on like the shelf and on the rack, like that is tens upon tens of thousands of liters of water just to make those jeans. Um, and as but before we kind of like kind of wrap it up because we do we have about five minutes here left, but I do want to say that there is one company that I do really like, and they haven't sponsored anything to to say this, but I've kind of done a bit of research into them when I bought the sweater, and it's um, a company called Roik in Sweden, um, and they use one hundred percent Swedish wool, and they also try. They, there's two of their colors. One of them is the gray, and the other one's a natural white. They're used. They're made completely natural and unbleached, which means that they basically use no water at all to sort of process them. Um, so you're saving a huge amount of that kind of water wastage. And then on top of that, then they don't have any sort of middlemen, so they sell directly from their website. So the the transport costs aren't that much as it would be with, let's say, a pair of jeans that are made in Indonesia, where the the cotton is kind of sent to them, and then they make the jeans, and then they're sent back to the states, and then distributors, etc. Like a pair of jeans can move around the world like three or four times, and even a even a box of grapes can move around the, the world a couple of times. Um, but these guys, Roik in Sweden, they seem to be at least trying to do something about it. So I did want to give them a shout out because I have two of their jumpers and they are really beautiful. Um, so if you're interested in getting yourself a sort of a reasonably sort of carbon neutral <laughs> jumper that is going to last, a wool jumper, I would highly recommend checking out Roik. Um, so, yeah, but apart from that, Yermis, what can we be doing ourselves if we're not going to go out and buy more stuff? Um, what can we be doing to kind of be more the old classical uh, repairing yeah repairing repairing okay. repairing exactly. reusing buying secondhand Big zippers all of these things are of course of course uh, quite obvious but one thing especially with the outdoor and now i might now i might upset people when i say this but there's a there, 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 there's a little bit of a skewed idea with the uh, leave no trace principle mm. that it's better to have 10 titanium stoves, now I'm exaggerating, 10 titanium stoves in your collection, but if you make a fire somewhere and you leave a little burn mark in the mm. ground, that is a problem. Right. So it's the, the, the idea of the displaced, displaced effect on the environment is a little bit backwards when it comes to looking at what you can do to sort of... Uh, fetters here. I guess off, 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 offset your your uh, carbon footprint, mm. if if that's the right term. I'm not I'm not 100 sure, but what we can do is is to uh, reduce the amount of gear that we actually need or the amount of gear that we want to buy constantly. Mm-hmm. Repair mm-hmm. Uh, stuff that we're not using anymore. There's 
at least here in Sweden, there's plenty of uh, places where we can recycle fabric. Naturkompaniet has a, uh, or they used to have, I'm not sure if they do anymore. It's an outdoor chain here in Sweden uh, where you can drop off your old outdoor clothing. You can sell stuff secondhand. You can buy stuff secondhand. So there's a lot of things that we can do to not have to buy constant, constantly buy new things to feel like we're doing something good for the environment. Because I'm not 100% sure if I buy the argument that you have to buy green things constantly or every year that a new green thing comes out. <laughs> it's kind you of need to buy it the to be a green person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like a stamp, isn't it? It's like what do they call it? Like virtue signaling. It's like actually, I was talking to a friend today, just to kind of circle back to the Patagonia stuff. I was talking to a friend today, and he was actually the guy who sent me the link uh, to that article. Obviously, it's been uh, kind of worldwide now, but uh, the first place I heard it was from my buddy George. And I was talking to him today, and he's like, "Man, I don't know if it's like virtue signaling or people feeling like they're wearing a badge of honor or something." But he's like. Or maybe I'm noticing it more, but I goddamn when I was out walking this weekend and I've never seen so many fucking Patagonia sweaters in my life. And I'm like, you know what? They're probably gonna sell more shit now that they've kind of oh, put their stamp probably. on. You know? And that's the that's the weird part about it, this whole thing. It's like hmm. Yeah, just like I mean in the in the end in the end of the day, it doesn't matter what outdoor brand it is. You can, you, you can almost say whatever green thing you want or environmental friendly thing, but you're still expecting people to buy Stuff. gear or clothing from you yeah. to be able to do this. I'm, and I'm not saying that it's a good or a bad thing, but it's just like in my in my head when it comes to the environmental aspect. It And I, I'm very happy to be uh, challenged on this and hear what, what your guys' thought is. But ha- being a company, no matter what it is, basing your idea on being environmentally friendly but also expecting people to buy new things every year coming out with new collections every year uh, new specialized um, collaboration every year and then also being like well we're doing a good green thing it's like it's it's so it's so hard to for me to wrap my head around the the balance in that well but it is i might not i might not have done enough research into the subject to to know more but just at first glance it seems yeah. counter counterintuitive yeah yeah for sure and i think definitely what you're saying is entirely true like w- this is a discussion we're not experts on this topic it's literally i suppose this this is based on just shooting from on, like, the hip kind of thing yeah. and, and public and public yeah. perception yeah 100 percent, and it's opinion so you know, again, forgive anybody who is like actually learned on this stuff. Like, I would love to hear kind yeah, of from you guys. Let us know. As, yeah, definitely. And I suppose the argument is right. We all need outdoor clothing. We all need to get outside. The argument could be made also that there's probably enough outdoor clothing already produced in the world to basically clothe every single person that exists. Um, but would you rather buy a piece of clothing from a company that is at least outwardly being sustainable versus? Someone who doesn't give a shit. So let us know what you think, guys. It's 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 a super interesting topic, and unfortunately, we only have half an hour to kind of give it on this episode, which is the point yeah. of these things. End on a bit of a high note and give a bit of attention. Let us know your thoughts. Really want to hear from you guys, and we'll read out as many of them as we can in the next. And episode. we do know that that uh, people are going to buy new things, no matter the state of the world. Yeah, even of even if we the world do. is burning, people are going to buy new things. So that's not necessarily 
Uh, no, no, that's that not. We that's believe not an the argument should be that you can't buy new things. It's 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 really, it this this is just a a um, thought experiment. Is probably the best best uh, phrase that I would put the, this to. For sure, it's a thought provoking argument, and so let us know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Let us yeah, know. let us let us know what you, what you what you think about this. For sure, man. For sure. Um, really quickly before we go, I just want to thank everybody for joining in. And um, next week we have a really cool interview coming up uh, with one of my favorite authors, Mister Tristan Gooley. So watch out for that. That will be coming out. Uh, not this week when this episode comes out, but next week. Uh, so we'll be talking all. It was things. a good one. Oh, it was so much fun, man! I have so much respect for that guy, and I've read a lot of his books, and I really, really love his stuff. Um, and then, yeah, just before we go, I just do want to say, uh, yeah, if you get a chance, check out our uh, Patreon and let us know if that is something that you'd be interested in helping us with, uh, or if you want to support the show, then you can kind of go there and, and sign up. Um, but until next week. Uh, have a good one, and I hope you guys are getting outside and enjoying the autumn colors. Have a good one. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.